Hello, and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Catherine, and today's topic is all about the energy of love connections and the energy of personal relationships and that area of fiery dynamics, that soulmate connection, that twin flame connection, and also that karmic energy connection. So we're going to talk about twin flames, soulmates, and karmic ties. And I just want to say that first of all, when we are looking at areas of relationships, we have to remember whenever the relationship begins to get a little bit too intense or too passionate and starts to enter an area of maybe toxicity or maybe even sometimes like a little bit of abuse or just a very uncomfortable position, that isn't necessarily a productive relationship and there should be a time that both parties begin to seek some type of therapy or counseling or some type of area of support and resources to make the relationship more productive and also to make the relationship um, centered around an energy where there is happiness, joy, and companionship that feeds the energy, not out of intense or hatred or grief or embarrassment or any of those things. So we must be mindful to keep our relationships productive and be knowledgeable when it's time to remove ourselves from a relationship instead of festering in more areas that don't seem productive for the self, for the well-being of the self, and also for the well-being of the relationship. So we know people have different relationships with different people, right? So not all relationships in this world or in this energy source or in your pathway might be a romantic relationship. There's relationships with your children. There's relationships with your significant other. There's relationships with coworkers. There's relationships with your parents. But we're going to talk about some of those bonds and some of of the energies that are used as describing certain relationships. And I will say there is no right or wrong way when we are describing our relationship um, to other people, right? I've heard of people use um, statements like, you know, this person is my soulmate, this person was my twin flame, this person was somebody that was sent to me because we had um, trauma bonds or what what not, right? Um, Whatever that relationship was to you is what it was to you, right? So we're going to look at some of the terms and some of the areas that people describe relationships or feel that they have a meaningful connection. So let's talk about soulmates. And soulmates can be almost like Anybody that you feel that you had a connection with, you could have a soulmate that possibly was your family member. You could have a soulmate that possibly was um, an ex-relationship. You can also have a soulmate that um, was maybe a friendship, right? This, This solar connection, this energy of soulmates. So soulmates is basically a term or a phrase that is used to describe a deep, Um, centered, spiritual, solar 
soul level connection between two individuals. Um, the concept of twin flames is a little bit different than the idea of a soulmate. A soulmate is more broadly accepted. There's different interpretations of a soulmate, right? Um, shit, I feel like my dog's my soulmate sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, that little fucker, I love him. I love that dog. I love him so much, right? Um, so... There's different areas of, you know, soulmates, various interpretations across different cultures, across different belief systems, right? But for the most part, the soulmate is considered to be someone with whom you share some type of a profound emotional um, relationship with. It's a bond. It's, it's a meaningful connection. It is a connection that is brought to you on a soul level. It is also a a connection that is believed to go beyond this energy that we know of this life, this energy that we know of, um, maybe this lifespan, maybe this dimension. It goes a little bit further than that, right? Might, you know, when you might meet a soulmate, it might be like a deja vu. Might be like, I know I know this person before. I really feel like I've known this person before. Where did I meet them before? Where did I see them before? How do I know them, right? So maybe there's a familiar sense, There's something deep in the root, right? When we think about the root chakra, there's something deep in the root that feels a little bit more intense. It feels like a deja vu. It feels very like it originated somewhere else. Maybe it originated not here on earth, but it originated somewhere else. So where did this connection come from? It is also believed that there's a sense that um, soulmates are often thought to like have significant roles in this person's life path for right now. So maybe um, it might be helping one another grow through a difficult time. Um, Maybe the energy of like your best friend when you were in... um, in elementary school, or maybe the energy of one of your very, very close friends. Um, and then for whatever reason, there was a disconnect, right? You guys no longer stayed friends. Um, but that energy was there to help you. That energy was there to help you grow and also to help you evolve. Soulmates are often thought to have like an importance in each other's lives. Um, If that could be, you know, having kids together, being married, um, so be it, right? That soulmate connection of knowing this person is who you're with for the rest of your life, maybe, or maybe this person is somebody that you are with for a certain amount of time. But for whatever reason, you guys evolved in a personal area, maybe even in a spiritual level. But there was some type of involvement. Um, I do think that sometimes there's soulmates in family bond units, like um, maybe in different family bond units, there's, you know, that whole soulmate energy, that family's a bond. It's a very bond that's going to help people in that family grow and it's going to help people in that family learn. Is it? also important to understand that 
the soulmate energy varies. The soulmate energy varies in different relationships. And a lot of people use that, that energy to say, you know, this person's my soulmate. This person is my twin flame. This person is, isn't maybe this person was a soulmate, but for whatever reason, the relationship didn't work out. Right. I don't, sometimes when I think of soulmates, I also sometimes think of, the the love of my life story right um or maybe like the first love and you hear like people be like oh you know they were the love of my life the first love I feel like they were my soulmate but we weren't together so we broke up or whatever right but you were in an energy where you were meant to learn and you learned for the most part um there is a concept that individuals can have multiple soulmates and um, throughout their lives, they can have this energy of not necessarily having one particular soulmate. The soulmate might actually be somebody who is there for them in this period of time. And then after that period of time faded away or after that lesson was learned or after that involvement grew, that person has left. There's the idea often associated that most soulmates come from a romantic relationship. And I don't necessarily um, think that's 100% always true, right? We could have soulmates, like I said, that we had no energy of romance, but necessarily it was an energy of friendship or it was an energy of um, maybe even an energy of involvement where this person was placed here for a specific reason. But usually it is somebody that you are very connected to on a very, very spiritual, solar, and energy of like a familiar bond. Maybe it's the best friend that you don't have to talk to every week. But when you talk to them, it's like you guys literally pick off right where you left off, right? And I definitely, I would say I have a few friends who I definitely consider my soulmates that I consider people that aren't tied to me by blood relation, but are tied to me because we've had certain experiences. We've had certain journeys in our lives that I've been there for them and they've been there for me and we have a deep connection, is same with my uh, significant, right? With my husband, right? I have that deep connection with my husband. There's certain things in my life that I've been there with him through certain things in his life that he's been there with me. So there's definitely that concept that it's rooted in a spiritual presence. It's rooted in a metaphysical presence that there's a possibility these two are destined or this unit is destined to interact, to be together, to have some type of relationship. Um, people find a lot of nourishment, a lot of comfort in the idea that there are spiritual connections that are past this world, 
right? That are past this right here, right now, where are we at right here, right now, this, this world, and that we become aligned somehow in the outer space, somehow in the different dimensions, somehow if it's heaven, if it's past lives, wherever it is, that we've became somewhere aligned, we became somewhere destined, we became somewhere united. And we have that energy of reunition, reunion, reunion. <laughs> have that area of reunion where we meet again, right? There's definitely a complex energy when we think of soulmates, because you often think, well, hell, heck, what the hell? Maybe I did know this person and maybe this person wasn't so nice in their past life. Or maybe this person wasn't so nice to me in my current life. And does that still mean that we have this soulmate connection? We have this relationship? Maybe this person is someone I absolutely care about, but they were a little bit too toxic. They were a little bit too, I don't know, just not necessarily somebody that I want to be around all the time. Could that still be my soulmate? Possibly, that still could possibly be one of your soulmates. That still 100% could possibly be one of your soulmates. So when we look at the energy of relationships and the energy of the spiritual, the metaphysical, the energy timent, that, that energy of what drives people together, what keeps people together, what keeps couples together, especially in this generation of where I feel like divorce is at an all-time high. People sometimes just get married just to get married, and then they realize this person isn't the one for me. Um, we And then that comes to acknowledge that divorce and marriage, marriage is one of the biggest rituals you will ever do. <laughs> and if you don't think marriage is a ritual, honey, 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 marriage is one of the biggest rituals you will ever do. And it's acknowledging to souls, to spiritual levels, to spiritual connections, uniting as one, uniting as one center, uniting as one belief at one energy that they plan to be together and they plan to, I guess you could say, have respect for each other. They plan to live this life in a life of harmony, in a life of obligation, love, and gratitude, right? And when we look at the vows of marriage, the vows of marriage are very, very deep. And when you speak those words out, when you speak those words out to the universe with the intent, because you should have the intent that Whatever you are speaking out is what you plan up a holding. And when you don't uphold those vows and you don't uphold that energy, not only do you hear it, 
Your partner hears it. Your witnesses hear it. The universe hears it, right? So marriage is a very spiritual, deep connection. It's a very ritual-based connection. Can people get married and then decide for whatever reason, this marriage is not working out for me? And maybe at the time I meant those vows and maybe at the time I, I meant what I said, but for whatever reason now, I've either evolved or whatever, we didn't evolve as a couple, but it's just not working out for me. And I have to dissolve this connection. I have to dissolve this energy. I have to dissolve this union. Yes, do it. (laughs) Do it. Um, Don't stay anywhere where internally you aren't growing. Um, Internally, you aren't improving internally, you are in a dark place, right? So definitely while marriage is a ritual and is an energy alignment that you are saying in front of the universe, that you're saying within yourself, with your own solar energy, your chakras, all of it, there's also rituals called divorce that can help you get out of them. (laughs) But um, definitely, definitely, you know, marriage is a huge ritual. And the concept of twin flames is often associated with the same logic that there is a spiritual and dimensional and metaphysical tie that is bringing two people together to a relationship for different reasons. Some people believe that the logic of twin flame is very different than, um, you know, soulmates. It's, it's a different type of energy. It might feel a little bit more passionate. It might feel a little bit more unique. It might feel a little bit re- more rebellious. It might even feel a little bit more um, toxic at times. Um, and it has this counterpart to the soulmate where soulmate feels very, I mean, just look at the two, just the two titles, the two names, soulmate. Oh, that feels very beautiful. That feels very aligned. That feels like I need to be with a soulmate. Twin flame. Ooh, honey, twin flame right there makes me think, oh shit, this person is matching my energy right? They're matching my energy in some ways. They're kind of that mirror image. If they're a twin, I'm a twin, right? They're matching that energy. They're matching that toxicity. They're matching that passion. What I do, maybe they don't like. They didn't like it. Then they do something that maybe I didn't like. Okay, You know, I'm very passionate when I see them. I rip their clothes off. When they see me, they rip their clothes off. And it's not always sexual. Um, But for the most part, there is this notion that a twin flame energy is more of a lustful energy. It's more of a driven energy. It's more of a heated energy. It's very passionate when we look at that twin flame. Also with the twin flame, the belief is that the twin flames are too souls that originated from some type of same source, some type of connection that was very similar. 
on a deep level, on a deep spiritual level. These two came from an energy somewhere that was very, very unique, very, very similar. And they have this connection together that drives each other together. Unlike the soulmates, the twin flames are believed to be compatible. They actually, you know, they, they help each other grow, they evolve, and they teach each other lessons. But there is a intense fire with the twin flames. There is an intense, profound connection with the twin flames. When I think of twin flames, I think a twin flame can be your soulmate. And sometimes people hate that logic because they always think that twin flames are automatically bonded together on a trauma bond. And for most part, there might be similar areas of trauma and there might be similarities of where these two individuals, these two spirits, these two souls originated from. And if two individuals both originated from trauma, from some areas of trauma, will that origination, will that past trauma kind of come back up in the relationship? Most likely, yes. Does that mean that a couple, um, a connection is 100% toxic all the time, 100% centered around a toxicity all the time, not necessarily, but it also means that these two twin flames must understand their energy alignment, what trauma each one of them brings to the table, and what areas of energy and what energy they have to balance. And when we look at that energy of fire, we look at the solar plex. And the solar plex chakra is very intense. Too much of the solar plex can leave us very burnt out, can leave any type of energy or connection to its excessive limit, right? It can be just too much power, just too much of a profound impulse. So these two individuals need to look to balance it, look to tame it, look to remove certain of that flame energy. Um, Also, twin flames are often seem to be in an area where this connection feels deep. It feels deep to both of them. And that's a deep understanding between both of them. Um, So for instance, with most twin flame relationships, most of them don't want to leave each other. Um, They might be that couple that shit, you look at their relationship and you're like, damn, that's a bad relationship. They're always breaking up, always breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together, breaking up, getting back together. And maybe on the outside, you see all the 
the fighting, right? Maybe your best friend is in a twin flame relationship and all you hear is they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. Then she tells you when they get along, they break up. Maybe they spend some time broken up and sometimes twin flames have to do that. They have to spend a good amount of time broken up. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. You sometimes need to get out the fucking oven, right? That doesn't mean that you can't cook that bread again. (laughs) Can't cook that cookie again. It just means right now you got to get out the oven, right? So they definitely break up, they get back together, bring up and get back together. Most twin flames, the both of them want to be together. The both of them, but for whatever reason, they can't. Or it's a difficult relationship to have. The relationship just comes with a lot more obstacles than most people. And I hear that notion that if you're in love, love's all beautiful and rainbows and butterflies. Bullshit. Not always, right? If you are in love and you stay in love, and you have a deep empathetic connection with the other person, there might be times that you experience some obstacles and challenges with the relationship. And if you two decide to work it out, because both of you have the understanding that this can be worked out, there is a huge chance it might work, right? There's a huge chance it might work. You know, it's one of those relationships that, um, it's like the relationship, like they, they're together. They love each other so much. So, 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 so much for whatever reason, they both gave up on the relationship and broken up. But yet, Now this person who's moved on past another relationship still is not over that old relationship. And that is, to me, a very hard place to be in. Because if you leave somebody that you still have an energy alignment to, an empathetic, maybe even telepathic, strong bond with and then you leave them or they leave you but the two of you wish you would have never left completely can drive you to a place of feeling hopeless on love and that's hard that's very hard right um Some people say the twin flame journey is not meant to last like a soulmate journey. And for some people, it might not. It might not, right? That twin flame energy might be just way too much for whatever individual. And then that individual needs to say sayonara, bye-bye, and leave. But they always kind of think about that person. They always kind of go back to that. It also is believed that the twin flames do have this deep sense of understanding of each other. They complement each other almost perfectly. Like you ever see a couple and you're like, that couple is meant to be together. They kind of look alike. 
It's weird. <laughs> that couple is meant to be together. Most likely, they are twin flames. You ever see a couple and you're like, is that your sister? <laughs> is that your brother? Are you guys related? Like, you know, how do you guys do it? But they have this energetic alignment that mirrors each other. They have this energetic, deep connection. It's very intense and it mirrors each other. Also, you know what kind of think about when I think about the twin flame relationships too. So I kind of think about like owners who start to look like their dogs <laughs> or dogs who look like their owners, right? It's like this couple compliments each other. It's very, very weird. It's very weird, you know, and they express this strong tie together. Um, and the twin flame journey is known to be very extremely challenging. It's like I said, it's probably one of the hardest relationships you will ever have if you are in a twin flame relationship. Maybe you were in a twin flame relationship and you decided this is too much. This this isn't productive for my mental health. I mean, in all honesty, a twin flame relationship can take you to that level where there is too much of a trauma bond, too much of that energy where each individual isn't able to acknowledge the individual trauma that they are bringing to the table. And they say, I gotta go. We need to cut this relationship short. And sometimes that is the best for that person is to understand at this time, we are in a twin flame, toxic as fuck relationship and I gotta go. And sometimes people have to do that. A lot of times what we see with the twin flame relationships, when we think about twin flame relationships, is often described as challenging obstacles, a pathway that feels very intense, very intense. There might be, like I said, that those breakups, that energy of separation and personal growth where both individual needs that personal growth to basically bring back to the relationship so the relationship can succeed or the personal growth where they have to realize that it's time to separate. Um, yes, twin flames can be fully re reunited. Are all twin flames fully re reunited? Not so much, but it can happen. I think people love the idea of a twin flame. They love the idea of understanding there's somebody who gets them. Deep down, we all want somebody to understand us. We all want somebody to kind of understand what we are going through. And maybe for whatever reason, we are so diluted to the concept that we are just not understood, the world doesn't see us, everything's moving at a fast pace, that when we meet somebody who has this passion, who has this area of helping us feel comfortable in our own skin, that we fall madly into a relationship that could be a little bit intense and maybe we needed to do some more spiritual cleansing and healing before we even acknowledge that there's a possibility of us stepping into a relationship or starting a relationship. 
Um, Twin flames, when I think of the area of the belief system that comes between twin flames, the concept is not as accepted in different cultures as the soulmate is, right? So twin flames, I would say, is more of an energy that we only see in um, certain spaces, like certain cultures. Definitely, I would say here in America, um, twin flames have been on the rise. (laughs) You know, it's something that has been talked about. Oh, that relationship seemed toxic. That relationship seemed very passionate. They broke up, got back together. That must have been a twin flame relationship where maybe in different cultures, they still see it as the soulmate connection or an energy that feels very, um, where it's been very stable as just a basic relationship. And like I said, if you are in a relationship that becomes too, too passionate or has too many obstacles where it almost begins to feel toxic, then we need to look at, is that even a twin flame relationship? That just might be a relationship you need to get the hell out of. So um, there is definitely that area of twin flames having a lot of toxicity. And I think some people are justifying the toxicity and saying, oh, that's my twin flame. No, baby, you are in a bad relationship. That's unhealthy. It's time to step away. Let's now talk about karmic relationships. And karmic relationships does come from philosophies that have really been traditionally um, emphasized in Hinduism and Buddha. Buddhism. (laughs) And it's based on the energy of karma. And sometimes when we think about karma, people believe there's no energy tie to karma. People believe that, you know, karma isn't necessarily real. It's just a philosophy. But certain religions and certain practices say, no, karma is real. And it's 100% a concept that what you put out there will come back to you or what energy of your own energy that you release is the energy of karma that you may receive back. So karma is really the idea of like what we put out there comes back to us. So be careful how you treat people type energy. Be careful how you treat your relationships. Be careful how you treat life um, in this current life. Also, there is that energy that karma has come over from past lives that can influence you. And it can also influence our current life. So for instance, if your past life, you had a lot of, eh, maybe you weren't the nicest person and you did a lot of shady shit. Maybe you were in a relationship and you were one of the people who (laughs) was just, um, I don't know, just not very nice in the relationship. Maybe you did a lot of cheating. Maybe you did a lot of stealing. Maybe you did a lot of fraud. You might come back and have to learn how to receive all that karma that you put out there. 
So in the area of relationships, karmic relationships are thought to be that one that involves the individual who has a shared connection with another individual, possibly from a past life. So it's a little bit different than the twin flame. The twin flame is thought to be in the energy of these two being from the same source, some type of same source, right? The same type of energy. But with a karmic energy, this might be areas of unresolved karma or lessons that the two individuals are set to relearn or learn through each other, or maybe lessons being acknowledged through each other in this karmic relationship. And karmic relationships don't always have to be um, individual relationships where it's centered off of just passion. Karmic relationships can also be mother, daughter, sister, brother, father, daughter, son, father, father, son, family units. Also, anybody can maybe have a karmic tie to you from a past life, from a past relationship, right? Um, These relationships are often believed to be extremely intense, extremely challenging, and may even bring a significant part of growth, obstacles, and also bring out an energy that feels very toxic as well. Um, It might not be passionate like a twin flame, but it could be passionate like a twin flame. So it has a different intent to it. It has a different area of learning your past karma or acknowledging that past area of transformation. So the goal of a karmic relationship is for that karma to come back to the individual. Whatever karma they were given, it's gonna come back. It's gonna teach you some things. So that is the goal of that karmic relationship is for that person to receive some karma. It's funny because sometimes I joke with my husband and I say, my next life, I want to be the husband. I want to be the man. I don't got to worry about laundry. I don't got to worry about cooking. I don't got to worry about the kids. Well, I mean, I'm sure, you know, men obviously have their own stuff that they're going through, but I always kind of make this joke. After reading my birth chart, I kind of think I was the man in my last in my last life, I probably was the man and I came back the woman. <laughs> that's just, that's just me now. I think I was the man and honey, I came back the woman because I probably did some fucked up shit. <laughs> now I'm starting to think, hmm, I see my karma. I see, I see what I did. <laughs> Inside joke. Okay, so these relationships are supposed to give us personal growth, transformation, the area of change and acknowledging that we can overcome, right? 
we can see that karmic tie and we can overcome. So there's usually in a karmic relationships, a few things that differ from twin flame and soulmate. Twin flame and soulmate feels very deja vu-ish. Karmic relationships may and they may not feel deja vu-ish, but there is that energy of relearning, taking in, and then hopefully having some growth. There is an intense connection. There's a strong connection between the two with the karmic bond, with karmic ties. And the energetic karmic connection can be between these individuals as a positive or as negative. It can be challenging. It could be almost so challenging that you got to say, wait a minute, let me step away. We also have to remember that in our universal design and in our pathways, we choose who is in our lives. And for the most part, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we choose who's in our lives. Um, sure, if you're a child and you were born into a parental unit that was definitely maybe very toxic, maybe some abuse, you know, and you were able to grow to an adult, um, and you were able to get out of that emotional toxicity and you were able to grow out of there, you can choose if you still have a connection with that person. You know, maybe you learned what you were supposed to learn and now it's time. And I'm not trying to like victim blame, but I'm just saying for the most part, we choose who we are in relationships with. You don't have to be in a relationship with anybody you don't want to be in. And that goes with family, that goes with friends, that even goes with the coworkers. You can have this area of distance that you choose to maintain. So remember, it is your own free will, your own area of choice that you allow, that you choose to bring a relationship with. So there is an intense connection between a karmic relationship. Um, Intense, either a very good intense relationship or a very challenging intense relationship. Um, How this relationship continues to go is up to, to you. There are patterns in this relationship and there's often lessons in this relationship. The relationship may involve repeating patterns, themes, and also obstacles that the individual, the individual needs to address. Um, When I think about karmic relationships, I sometimes think of Relationships, well, let's say maybe mm, I'm going to give it to the woman this time. Maybe the woman is a little bit of a cheater. She's a big flirt. Okay. She lies a lot. She cheats a lot. And she does a bunch of these 
these things, right? She's out there in these streets, not being very faithful. She, she meets great guys. She meets great guys. But she takes advantage of these guys and she cheats on them. She's not loyal. Maybe she scams them out of some money. You know, she's just not a loyal person. She's not a loyal person. What you gonna do? She's not loyal. She's not, you know, she doesn't have an open relationship. These men think she's faithful, but she's not. And she has a lot of repetitive patterns, right? Then she meets these guys who maybe are a little bit more challenging. Maybe they're cheaters too, right? And instead of acknowledging that her repetitive pattern is her karmic tie, she takes it up as there's no good men out here. Gosh darn it. Because <laughs> all the good ones, you hurt. And all the good ones, you abused. And all the good ones you took advantage of. So now you're meeting one who's kind of like you. Just a little bit, girl. He's got some karmic ties, too. And today, you guys are going to be twin flames in love and <laughs> have a lot of karmic energy. That's going to keep filling those patterns and lessons. So can twin flames and karmic relationships be tied in together? 100%. And it's up to that individual to have the higher consciousness to see that, to understand that, that these repeating, repetitive patterns aren't only here for me to learn, but also for the other person to learn as well. And if I'm not learning, I'm not evolving, I'm not growing, I'm not clearing, our relationship's not going to grow, it's not going to clear. There's also a purpose of growth when we think of karmic ties. The primary purpose of karmic relationships is a seen intent, insight for a spiritual and personal growth for the individual. The individual that may find themselves seeing these repetitive patterns, confronting unresolved issues, Confronting generational curses, confronting the cycles of toxicity, of these repetitive patterns coming back up consistently. So then you have to look at it. What is it with these karmic ties that I got to break away from, that I got to, you know, break up with? that I got to say bye-bye to. And when we look at that of the repetitive patterns and the purpose of growth with these karmic relationships, I often think of how that old saying goes, he's just like your father, that's why you love him. Right? Or daughters marry their fathers. That's a big one. That's a deep one. And for a lot of men, that's a deep one for some of these men to hear, right? So if a daughter is falling in love with a man who resembles her father, that means that there are patterns. There are personality traits. There are areas 
of karmic ties and consistency that continue to reperpetrate into that individual's life. And that individual must have that area of growth where they acknowledge it, where they say, well, my dad did this. He does this. Ugh. Ugh. I don't know if I like that. I didn't like when my dad did this. Why would I like when my husband did this? And we see those patterns. We see that energy of unresolved issues coming back up and facing us, looking dead in us in the eye and say, girl, you going to see me? You got to address maybe something your mom didn't address. You got to acknowledge something maybe that wasn't acknowledged in the home. It's time to talk about it. It's time to resolve that issue, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. Maybe dad was a gambler. Maybe dad was a drinker. Maybe dad was a cheater. Maybe dad was a energy vampire. Maybe dad was very critical. Maybe he was narcissistic. Maybe dad was all the things above. And she's seeing some things that feel so familiar so familiar and she's seeing those repetitive patterns coming back up so even though these are multi-dimensional problems they also happen in this dimension so these karmic ties are sometimes unresolved issues they are energies that have to be faced for the evolution for the evolution of change, for the evolution of regrowing, of the regrowth, to evolve, to break those generational curses. There is a component that karmic ties, especially in a romantic relationship, are temporary. They're temporary in nature because usually they're too toxic to hold on to. Or the karmic relationship is often viewed as a temporary thing because you were just taught to deal with those karmic ties. You were just dealt to deal with that lesson. You were just dealt to deal with that energy, that unresolved issue that you kept pushing back, especially when the idea that the karmic lessons are now learned they are resolved, right? Maybe they're resolved. But when that individual chooses not to resolve them, they will continue to come up. So karmic lessons are learned or they're resolved. One or the other. Or they continue to come back up and they continue to come back up right? In different forms. And karmic ties come in different forms besides just relationships that are centered off of a love relationship. The individuals also have to sometimes move past a karmic tie, right? Let's say it's a karmic tie that um, it just, you know, it was that girl who fell in love with her father. She starts to remember 
why her and dad got a bad relationship. Maybe she realizes hubby ain't going to change. She tried to get him to, but he's not. So she moves on her way. She moves on her way. It's important to understand that the energy of karma is best basically an energy of personal growth and self-discovery. Understanding that we treat individuals how we would like to be treated. It's not a big, huge, crazy concept. It's quite basic when you think about it. I mean, I know for the most part, I wouldn't want to be cheated on. I wouldn't want to be lied to. I wouldn't want to be, you know, in a relationship where somebody's always criticizing me, right? So we have to look at that interpretation of it. And there's a lot of spiritual traditions and energy that comes around karmic ties. I also think too, sometimes the karmic ties can roll with the parents, right? Like, um, those cycles, those generational cycles, like, um, you always hear, I know when I was growing up and I was a little troublemaker, my mom would always say, your karma will have, you'll have a daughter and she will be bad like you. I was very blessed. (laughs) That karmic tie did not come back to me. Thank goodness. I was very bad. (laughs) I like was going to school all the time. So when I had a girl, (laughs) trust me, I thought about it. I said, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, shit that karmic tie is gonna come back I know it is that's what I thought I said oh shit my mom cursed me (laughs) that crazy mama cursed me but I was very lucky I was very lucky because I understood I grow I grew and I understood why I was doing how come I was doing a lot of the things that I was doing and some of them had to do with you know certain situations in the home. Some of them also had to do with certain interpersonal situations, but I definitely looked those situations into the eye and I found a way where I could trust my daughter and trust her journey without being fearful that, you know, she was going to be doing half the crap I was doing. Very fortunate that um, that karmic tie did not come down on me. <laughs> so, um, so I hope you guys loved this podcast and I hope it gives you a better understanding of some of the relationships that you might be hearing out on these multidimensional streets. So karmic ties, karmic relationships, that energy of learning unresolved lessons, twin flames, a little passionate, a little bit more centered from the same source. Where did it come from? That energy of soulmates and seeing that all soulmates aren't just um, relationships that are centered around love. You know, these could be friendships as well. I mean, it is a love, right? We have a lot of love for our friends, but it is a difference, not a passionate, right? Not an intimate relationship. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And please like, 
review this podcast. It helps me move up the podcast ladder and also send it to a friend. Send this podcast out to a friend who might be wondering what is all this twin flame karmic energy and all this stuff about. And everybody have an amazing day.